Jesus ah. Christ, you people suck. Wow. Listening to this, maybe if the site's back up. Uh, but this is the game of the year podcast for the N4G Yay. Radio number 273. Uh, with me right now, I have Gambus Cohen. Greetings, programs. I have K Dub. Hey. I have Miss Drew. Miss Drew? The Miss, fuck? I, I, I missed a syllable, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> Hey. 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 Uh, And I have Mr. Dave. Hey. What's up? How you doing? We're doing. We're doing all right. Uh, Joining us in a little bit, we will have the Wombat and Mr. W. And apparently my son is going to tell you all about his game of the year, too. (laughs) Diablo 3. Yes, he picked Diablo 3. (laughs) Uh. <laughs> but anyway, we'll go ahead and get started, and I'll I'll let I'll let Mr. Drew go ahead and do his list. Okay. Well, I'll start off with the honorable mentions first, as I always do. If you've ever listened to this, oh, it's been a crazy year. Um, but I'll start off with Lollipop Chainsaw. There's no way it's going to make my top ten. But I will mention it. Uh, Syndicate. Fun multiplayer. Love that multiplayer. Uh, Prototype 2. Um, reviewed on the PC. Ran fantastic on the PC. Uh, it was somewhat enjoyable. Main character was stupid. Um, Final Fantasy 13 2. Uh, I was one of the few people that enjoyed Final Fantasy 13. 13 2 basically took everybody's complaints and fixed most of them for the most part. I really did enjoy Final Fantasy XIII, too. Uh, Pokemon Black and White version 2. It's Pokemon. Pokemon has always been pretty much quality. Um, This is no exception. Uh, Magic the Gathering Duels of the Planeswalker 2013. The only reason why is because I'm a nerd. The Legend of Grimrock. Old school, first person dungeon crawler. Uh, very difficult at times, but really rewarding. I, I really like that game. Persona 4 Arena, the only fighting game you guys will see on my list, and it's honorable mention. Uh, it's solid fighting game. Uh, Arc System Works finally made a, a game that pretty much anybody could pick up and play, I think, and understand it. Uh, yet still make it complicated as hell. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 
I know most people will say this should be in my top ten, but Assassin's Creed 3 has got to do a lot of stuff to finally get me out of that I'm sick of Assassin's Creed rut. Um, the Walking Dead. I think this is a fantastic series. I think it uh, has a lot of entertainment value. I think it's very well produced. But I don't know. I'm still kind of iffy on it. It sh- it probably should have been in my top ten, but just the fact that other people said, oh, it's game of the year for me made me hate it. <laughs> just, this is how I am. You bitter bitch. I am a bitter bitch. Everybody knows this. Come on. <laughs> I like the logic. I, I like the logic. That's yeah, I mean, I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah, I don't want to put Walking Dead on my top ten because everybody else put it on their top ten. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it. And last but not least, on the honorable mentions, Dragon's Dogma. I think it was a great game. It was uh, Capcom's first take at a RPG for the most part, and it was um, dogs were after me. <laughs> dogs are pissed. Dragon's Dogma should have been up there, but um. Pissed. But anyway, Dragon's Dogma. It was a, it was a good game. I suggest everybody out there to give it a shot, especially if you're in RPGs. But uh, unfortunately, it's not in my top ten. And now to my top ten. <clears throat> oh, I'm gonna get some flack for this one. Number ten: Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. I put like thir- yeah, I know. I put like thirty hours in that game with Ken and Dave, and. I don't care what anybody says. It might be clunky as hell, but it's fun as hell. And it it totally fit in the Resident Evil universe. Uh, Number nine, another thing that may surprise a lot of people. uh, I hate MMOs with a passion, but Guild Wars 2 is my number nine game of the year. Because they set a model that worked. Uh, they, They never said that they were going to be, you know, they never said they were going to make you uh, have to pay a monthly fee. They keep up with the updates. It is, it looks beautiful. It's fully voice acted, and it's a very simplistic MMO to where anybody can play it, including dumbasses like me. And I really enjoy Guild Wars too, and I need to go back and play some more. Uh, number eight, Spec Ops: The Line. Um, for a game that I didn't give two shits about whenever they announced it, uh, which was years ago, <laughs> um, when I picked it up just because I was hearing Ken talk about it and how great it was, um, I was surprised, thoroughly surprised at the game. The The storytelling was fantastic. And the fact that no one North fucking sold that role. I mean, you can... You, but just through the voice acting itself, you could tell how how deeper and deeper he went into insanity while going through the entire game. Number seven, um, the one that everybody thought was a traitor, Mass Effect Three. Uh, to me, I want to say, as far as gameplay goes, this is the best Mass Effect out there, story wise. Don't I want to start. Say, what? Don't you start? 
I'm not starting. Story-wise, I think it's still a very good game. I just think I, – I definitely think that they, they had a weak ending, and I played the original ending. You know, and I understand people's complaints about it. But then again, I'm not going to go out there and say, hey, Bioware, you motherfuckers, you need to change this ending because I said so. If you want to make an ending like that, be my guest. I'm not, I may not like it. Who gives a fuck? You've made a fucking game and you made a fucking good game. You know, I mean, the, 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 the single player, like I said, the, as far as gameplay goes, I prefer this over any of the other Mass Effects. You know, it's it, most people hate it because it's more actiony and shit like that. But I mean, it worked. It was more. It was more RPG than the second one, though. Well, that's true. But, I mean, and I love the multiplayer. That multiplayer was fun, and they're still adding support to it. So I, I really like that game. But number six, <clears throat> uh, the game that you love to have kill you, XCOM: Enemy Unknown. I think that's a fantastic game. I think it's hard as balls. Um, How hard are balls? Well, it depends on who you're asking. But, uh... Wow, that could have gone bad. I'm glad it didn't. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh, there, there's still time. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I should have said anything. Damn it. <laughs> but now, XCOM Enemy Unknown... Um, it's one of those games that's like a strategy game where a lot of people who don't like strategy games, including myself, I mean, I don't mind turn-based strategy games, but this is one of those games that you can like, really get into and lose hours upon hours in that game. I fucking love this game. I need to play... like, I, like As everything on this list, I need to play more of it. But, I mean, XCOM, you know, I didn't care about it at all when they first announced it. And, you know, then they said, oh, Firaxis is making it. And I was like, okay, they made Civilization, and I'm pretty big on Civ. <clears throat> and uh, and they uh, and then, you know, I played the demo on the PC, and I was instantly hooked. You know, this the XCOM, isn't, it needs to be played by a lot of people. It's, it's the demon souls or the dark souls of strategy games, where if you make one wrong turn, you just screw yourself for the next, like, two hours so it's one of those you gotta be careful games but it's so rewarding whenever you get that fucking headshot on that alien so I really did like that game number five and people are gonna criticize me for this Halo 4 why, why, why? Because, why? I have, because I've got the chapter 2 in the single player Halo 4 is a number, my number 5 list due to the multiplayer alone I have gotten way out of first-person shooters, particularly first-person online first-person shooters. Call of Duty, I should say. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. I was a huge Call of Duty player four or five years ago. Huge Call of Duty player. And I got out of it. I got sick of playing first-person shooters. I got sick of everything. And for some reason, I saw some footage of Halo 4 that, that said this looks different. You know, it looks like, you know, something not like Halo. I mean, yeah, it sort of looks like Halo, but, I mean, it's it looks more mature, I guess. And so I picked it up. I played, like, the first chapter, and then automatically just jumped into the multiplayer. And, damn, that multiplayer is friggin' solid. You, seriously, you can't beat it. It's fun. It's it. You know the matchmaking works and it works well, and you know you 
you jump in with like three of your buddies and just go to town and lose four hours of the night. And I really do enjoy it. Amazingly enough, it, it, it makes me feel like I'm back in my old Call of Duty days playing that. Uh, number four, which may not be on anybody else's list, uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. <laughs> I absolutely, ad- I absolutely adore this game. That came out this year. Yeah, it came out in sure. March, I think, oh, no, Fe- I February joking. or March. But that that's <laughs> that's um, I, I love that game. I really do. I went back and played a little bit of it. Um. Yeah, the areas are a little bit too big. Yeah, there are a lot of side quests that you just need to just not do. But the combat is some of the best I've seen in a role-playing game, of an action role-playing game. It does have good combat. Yeah, it has amazing combat. It And it just does so many things right. The, the customization of your character, where you can do hybrids of, you know, like a warrior class and a wizard class and stuff like that. It's really, really cool. And... You know, a lot of people. I mean, it it sold relatively well when it first came out, and I hate the fact that it, you know, that was the debut and the swan song of Thirty Eight Studios <laughs> or Three Eight Studios, whatever it was called. But I think that it was a fantastic game, and I think a lot of people out there should play it. I'm sure it's cheap now. It's definitely cheap, and I think they had the, oh, yeah, uh, the for a while. I think they had the DLC on sale for a while too, and I hear that DLC is actually really good. Uh, we, I think I judge you for having that on your list. That's an awesome game, really. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, everybody just it, it, it was it, it was amazing while you played it, and then it quickly tapered off. Yeah, I think that's sort of the biggest issue is that it gives you this world that's so rich with side quests and content that you kind of feel like you've got to do them oh look there's another quest you can easily get sidetracked and then as time goes on you're right it kind of drains on you I mean I played probably 20-25 hours of that game and I didn't even get anywhere near the story quest but it was just like it slowly takes it out of you and you just end up you know there are other games to play kind of thing and you kind of forget about it it's a shame yeah the sad thing is for me personally was that I had to review it and I was kind of in crunched mode put 25 hours into that game in four days and you talk about me me saying i'm never going to play this game again you know i mean that's what you get i got burned out within four days because i wanted to get that review done and i I went back to it and i'd love to go back to it but the unfortunate thing is i'd have to start that game over yeah i mean that's that's the thing i'd have to start from the beginning again and do I have the patience to do that? <laughs> do you have the time? I, I don't have. I know I don't have time to do anything. <laughs> I don't have time to play one match of Halo Four. <laughs> you know. Uh, so my number three. This is my top three. Everybody, <laughs> be ready to. I'm pretty sure people can guess what my top three are. Um, my number three is Torchlight Two. And, <laughs> I absolutely love the first Torchlight. And when they finally said Torchlight 2 is coming, we're going to have you know, six-player online co-op and you know the new classes, things like that. You know, my Ember Mage. What sold me on the game? I mean, I, I was I, I totally was going to buy it. You know, I'm, yeah, sure, I got a, a preview copy of it or whatever, but I. What finally said this game is amazing 
was when I was playing with Dave, and we kept noticing that these, like, while I was attacking, sometimes things would happen. Like, there was, like, a meteor that would come out of the sky and just land on enemies and kill them. And I was like, what the fuck is that? We never figured out what it was. And I finally looked, and I saw that the Ember Mage has an ability called the Wand Chaos. And if you use wands, anytime you attack with a wand, random shit can happen. Like a meteor will fall from the sky, or poison will just start raining from the sky. That is awesome. It, it is. That's that's the only thing that made me consider changing character classes was that that skill was so great. Yeah, and I was like, this game's fucking amazing. That that's that that was the moment I was like, this is amazing, and it is another one of those games where I need to go and put more hours into it. <sighs> Number two, Borderlands 2. Coming from, if you listen to me and Ken talk about it on the podcast, we were like, eh, it's more of the same. And then coming back to it like a couple of weeks later, saying this game is amazing. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that game. Uh, I don't know why it did that. That's- it, I mean, the reality is it, is more of the same. Yeah. But it's a really, really, really well done more of the same. Yeah. But I just don't know why I wasn't feeling it whenever I first picked it up. Maybe it was because I wasn't getting deep into the skill tree at the begin with and, you know, it was just like I wasn't really getting the best loot. I, I tell you, one of the reasons why it turned me off was because I got that fucking gun that had infinite ammo and it ruined the game for me. Because I just, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I was like, I will never die because of this. And I, when I finally shelved that, put it in the safe, and I said, I'll just leave it there, and actually started making things challenging for me, I, it, the game just clicked. It was like, this is perfect. You know, you, you're getting loot constantly. You're getting better guns. You're getting crazy guns that do insane things. You know, it's it, the skill tree was fun. I always, I, I want to make another character, but I don't want to start the whole fucking game over. Well, didn't you have to do that for Vault Hunter? Uh, yeah, but I mean, I, once I once I switched to Vault Hunter, like I was getting better loot. I was I was still progressing my character. What I'm saying. You yeah, because you you take the same character over. You're just doing the same quests again, right? Yeah, you're doing the same quests again. Like I don't want to start. Like I know it sounds crappy, but I don't want to start at level one again and have to work my way up. You know, it's just that, that that's kind of annoying, but. Uh, and plus, I'm in the Vault Hunter mode. I was just doing the DLC stuff, uh, for the most part. I mean, I've done like a few things, but I, the, the game is genuinely funny. I think it, it they have some fantastic writing in it. I think that the things that you do are are a little bit more varied than they were in Borderlands One, and I think uh, it's a fantastic game. <clears throat> I think everybody should play, and it looks amazing on the PC. And my number one game of the year. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody can tell what it is. It's Far Cry 3. Hey. <laughs> it, it, I know a lot of people, including Ken, hate the fact that it's called Skyrim with guns. But that's exactly what that game is. Yeah, okay. I fucking... It, it's, it's one of those games where I look at the map. I see that there's a bunch of shit on, over there to the left. So I start walking to the left, and I lose eight hours doing that. You know, it's it's crazy. 
that game is nuts. I think that they did a few things wrong. I mean, I don't, you know, I really don't want to go into spoiler territory, but Voss is is one of the best villains I've ever seen in a video game, and the way they handle him, it's is is a shame. Yeah, that, that I, is. I just did that last night, and I was disappointed by it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't I haven't completed the game just yet. I'm I'm at the very end, but I I don't know why they squandered that villain. He was fucking amazing. That voice actor was amazing. Oh, that dude looks just like him. The dude is him. I mean, it's fucking like I've been watching like videos of him and shit. Yeah, he's yeah, uh, he I think he's a little loopy. He is crazy. I mean, the dude's kind of nuts. And well, he, he isn't he like an MMA fighter or some shit like that. I I have no idea. I just know he's looks just like him. He even cut the mohawk. Yeah, I mean, he he did videos with that guy who played McLovin. <sighs> I, yeah, it's stupid, but it, it but it's hilarious if you watch him. He's just torturing McLovin. Well, that sounds really dirty. No, oh, it's 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 kind of funny. It's nothing but. like torturing McLovin. <laughs> but not McLovin anymore. No, no, it's it's hilarious. But I suggest everybody go watch those videos because they're actually really funny. But yeah, Far Cry Three. I mean, it kind of blew me away for the fact that you didn't Far Cry. It. It, yeah, well, Far Cry One was a ridiculous premise where you were a soldier who got injected with like beast serum and you could, you had like feral abilities and shit and you were in the jungle. Far Cry 2, I don't even know what the hell to tell you about Far Cry 2. You're in a desert with malaria. Yeah. You're in, you have malaria, you have malaria, you can die at any moment, you have to have pills, you're hunting this guy called the Jackal. And that's it. And the ending is Jackal! 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 Is it a Jackal? Jackal. Yes, it's a jackal. It wasn't right the first five times. Why the hell would it be right the next three times? <laughs> Glad somebody picked up on that. I was there with you. But, um, and then three came out, and it's a totally different story, totally different premise. And I think that the premise, it, it, it's weird how they, they handle it. Because I think at the beginning of the game and and throughout the entire first half of the game, it was great. And then after the big turning point, it was just like it, all that shit almost didn't even happen. You know? So I don't know why they did that. I think that it would have been a, a, an amazing game if they would have had basically, you know, Voss the main villain out of it all. Um, and you saving your friends throughout the entire game. But um, it's all about the tatao. It's all about the tatao and mystical shit that they never explain, ever, throughout the entire fucking thing. You know, I, I got mortally wounded multiple times, it's and they they never explain it. Stabbed in the chest. Yeah, in the heart. How did that happen? I don't know. But I anyway. woke up and everybody's like, "Hey, good for you!" Yeah, they just they just kind of gloss over some shit in that game. Yeah, that, that really doesn't doesn't quite work. That's okay. I glossed over it too. Yeah, and I, I still I, had a lot of fun. 
it's quickly forgiven. Yeah. yeah. I, was just like, that's, that's, I don't care. I don't either. You know, it's been that, that wing suit is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to use zip lines to get off of towers anymore. Nope. <clears throat> oh, I don't have that yet. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, just wait. <laughs> if you find a jump that's more than five feet, you can just start flying if you want to. <laughs> it's amazing. <clears throat> uh, I'll hurry up with this so I can get back to playing it then. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, but that's it. That's my top ten. Um, I will mention some disappointments. Um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken and DLC with Capcom, as I mentioned. Here or excuse me, not not DLC. Uh, content that is on the disc. Uh, Blizzard and Diablo 3 and the Real Money Auction House. Uh. I, think, I think having that in Diablo 3 ruined that game for me. Don't get me wrong, I finished the game, and that's what Ken always brings up. Yeah, but you beat the game. Well, I just, I always <laughs> find that funny. I hated sounds, this stupid... He sounds just like that, too. Yeah, yeah I hated this email form, because it's always stupid. through email. That's I hate this stupid game. I, I put 40 hours in it, but I hate it. No. <laughs> you gotta admit, that's pretty funny. Well, here, you don't understand Diablo 2 for me. Because Diablo 2, I can't tell you how many hours I put in that game. And the reason why was because I want to get better loot. I want to, I want to, you know, get better, more experience. I want to, I want to progress my character. I want to get the best shit I can possibly get. When Diablo 3 came out, you can't do that anymore. They make it more difficult to find good shit because they want you to go and spend fucking money in the auction house to get the good shit. All of this is true. And this they're, is the world we live in. Yeah. They're forcing... They're, they're basically... Whoa. Sorry. They, I mean, that's it, that's exactly what happened. They, they're, they're basically saying, you want the good shit, you need to spend money for it. You need to fork out cash for it. And I'm just like, this way to ruin your game. The best things well, in yeah, life are not free. It, it feels like they really <laughs> liked the idea of getting recurring money with World of Warcraft and we're trying to find a way to wedge that into a single purchase game. And that was their solution. Yeah. I like getting recurring money, don't you? Yes, I do, but fuck that. (laughs) Yeah, keep that out. Not when it's my money they're getting. Yeah, you've got World of Warcraft. There's your recurring money game. You know, if I buy a $60 I, I don't know, it goes back to unlocks and it that conversation quickly goes someplace weird. Yeah, we don't need to get back into that. That's we've all said our piece about that. Yeah, uh, that's true. And there was one other one. That Did you I have any of. actual games on your disappointments? I'm just kind of curious. Diablo three. <laughs> well, you Street were disappointed with Tekken. the game, but, but huh? you 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 mentioned that it was because of the business practice, not the game. Okay. So I was just curious if there was a game on there. All right, there is one. <laughs> And you're gonna, you, I'm gonna get shit for it too because it was a free game. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Street Fighter Cross Mega Man. Oh yeah, such a disappointment that you got to play that for free. It's terrible. Yeah. No, it's just the fact that they, they feel like that'll sedate the Mega Man fans when that is totally not even a Mega Man game. Well, you yeah, do realize I, Capcom didn't make it, right? I don't. I know that, but then they're pushing it out like that. And it's just, I mean, I beat, I beat that game in an hour. 
I can beat Mega Man 2 in an hour. Yeah, but I mean, after how many hours you put in it to memorize it? Well, how many hours have you memorized the Mega Man formula? Uh, uh, you know how long it took me to beat Mega Man 10? Well, I don't know. I don't know why you suck. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Go and go and play Street Fighter Cross Mega Man, and you will see that the levels take about ten minutes to do, if that. And then it's just, it's not challenging at all. It's like a throwaway game. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to play it until they fix it because I've heard it's got some issues. It does have some issues, but I probably I played it and beat it. So, but anyway, yeah, that's that's my disappointment of the year. I just don't like the way Capcom has, has treated downloadable content in Mega Man. And Blizzard. I don't like the way Capcom's treated Blizzard either. I don't either. I think Blizzard and Capcom, like, you know, have meetings together and say, let's see how we can fuck over the consumers today. Because I'm sure they both sound like that. <laughs> In my mind, they do. <laughs> All right, so I'll move on to Dave and his top 10 of 11 games you played this year. I, well. <laughs> Yeah, it should be noted that my top ten kind of comes with a disclaimer of I skipped about half of the major releases this year because I was still in school. So it, it really is the top ten of the shit that I played. Um, but I will start with honorable mentions, some of which, because I wasn't here last year and because I didn't play these games until this year, are games that didn't even come out this year. But oh, I'll be quick. Well, that's good. Uh, Mini Ninjas Adventures, it's a Connect game. It is a fantastic example of how to program well for the connect. It sticks out in my mind as one of the, whenever someone tells me they have a connect, that's what I tell them to go buy. So that's an honorable mention. Epic Mickey, the power of illusion for the three DS is an honorable mention and a disappointment because the 2d platforming in that game is phenomenal. I wish they hadn't dragged it down with a whole bunch. Yeah. Excuse me. With a whole bunch of meaningless side quests that could have been a really great game. Dan Central 3, I can't make it a top 10 game because it's the same as it's been in the past with you know, a new you know, concept or story or whatever, but it's still the best at what it does. <clears throat> Skylanders Giants is great because it's one of the few games that I can sit on the couch with a nine-year-old and we can both be totally happy with what we're doing. <laughs> that sounds wrong. It's it's my kid. It's not like I dragged some kid in off the street, John. <laughs> hey. Just checking. You see this robot? Why don't you come <laughs> on in here? It's like the Pokemon cards. We got candy. Yeah, we got Skylanders. <laughs> I got I got a wiener rang for you. Gross. Oh. <laughs> you you are now the official owner of the pedo meter. Jason no, is Jason is passing the torch. <laughs> no, I don't think no. Oh, no, no Ken, that's still... not a torch. <laughs> no, he's passing no. something. <laughs> no, I still I still think it goes to Jason. That picture was great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids, you want some candy? Uh -oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there are three games that I played this year that didn't come out uh, this year, but I feel like warrant mentioning Mario Land 3D for the 3DS if you own a 3DS and you don't own that game you're doing yourself a horrible disservice that, that game is the entire reason that handheld exists I didn't play Limbo until this year but I absolutely loved it 
And I actually had never played an Assassin's Creed game until this year. And Assassin's Creed 2 is incredible. It is. So there, I, And I just bought Brotherhood on the Steam sale. So sometime in 2014, I'll be telling you about how great that was. And then you'll be sick of it. And, and you'll yeah. say, I don't want to play another one. And it, <laughs> Not if he waits two it, years. Yeah. No, yeah, two years, then fine. Well, and, and it'll be about a year after two. It sounded like a good time for Brotherhood. Revelation sounded pretty skippable. And maybe by the time I get around to playing three, I've got a computer that can run it better than a console, or I don't know. You could probably play. I it would in a not round. say Revelations is skippable, by the way. And maybe I just hear between of of all of them, that is one that is missable. I don't know. Is is am, am I missing? If you, if you don't play the first one, I guess it's kind of skippable. But I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of character flesh that happens in Revelations. Okay, because I, I didn't play Assassin's Creed one. I could not get into that game. Okay, you might not get as much out of Revelations then, because a big part of Revelations is the uh, the crossover between Altair and Ezio, but the it does offer a lot of meat uh, on Ezio's character as well. So okay. after you finish Brotherhood, you may find yourself wanting to play Revelation just so you can get some closure on uh, Ezio's story. And I can tell you, that game has a fantastic ending. Like The ending of Ezio's story is very good. Very good. Very good. All right, I'll have to. I guess it'll just kind of come down to whether or not I'm ready for more Ezio at the end of Brotherhood. Right. Um, disappointments. Steel Battalion, just because it is so <laughs> fucking broken. Can that even be? It, were you expecting that to be good? <laughs> the concept was interesting. The, the concept is interesting. The fact that they were breaking their rule of no controllers. You know, you would assume that they're not doing that to put out a piece of shit. And just in general, the fact that when a retail game comes out, I expect it to be a game that's ready for retail. Yeah. So anything that is so inherently flawed and, you know, and it's not like it's me that had a problem with it. It's everybody. That to me is disappointing that you think so little of people that you want to I understand the business reasons of look we just got to push this thing out the door and and whatever but it's terrible terrible um I was disappointed in Resident Evil 6 not 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 for a lot of the reasons that it will sound like just because I absolutely love Resident Evil I have played Leon's storyline the camera gave me enough trouble that I decided to wait for the patch and it's the only Resident Evil game that I haven't been psychotic about running through I just it, it didn't hook me. I, I will definitely play through it and enjoy it, but it didn't hook me like previous ones in the series have. Yeah, I'm the same way. I did Chris's campaign. And be glad that you're waiting for that patch before playing Chris's campaign. Yeah, and, and I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That was one of the games that my wife and I were playing through together. I just, you know, normally I can't stay away from those games once they come out. And this, I'm like, eh, I'll get to it. Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur, I put like 10 hours into it. Felt like I spent eight of it running around got rid of it um the moga which was that uh android controller i reviewed that was a really nice piece of hardware that they limited to their own proprietary games although i understand someone has put out a cracked driver set for it that will allow you to use it with emulators and other things which would really make it worth something and diablo 3 for all of the same reasons that drew said not for the game for the way the game was handled yeah, I mean the game's the, the game is Diablo, and, it, and that's amazing. But this and the way you fucked up the end game of Diablo. Yeah, I, I still put fifty hours into it, 
But then when I found out that it was really, I was, Ken, I was playing with your wife and she was like, Hey, I found this thing for you in the auction house. And it was like three times better than anything I had ever found. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, well, then looting just became stupid. And if looting is stupid, then this game 50 hours in has suddenly lost purpose. But I don't want to be right. And they, and I mean they and they modified it to that like it didn't necessarily start out that way they definitely started pushing it more in that direction yeah okay so uh, anyways uh, top ten uh, ten is Professor Layton and the Miracle Mask it's more Professor Layton but there's a freaking puzzle a day this thing has five hundred puzzles in it and they're good I think it's some of the better puzzle design that's been in that series so far uh, nine is Minecraft and I haven't really played a whole lot of Minecraft. But it's mainly because playing a little bit of Minecraft makes you want to do nothing but play Minecraft, yeah. which is crazy. It, it is so immediately obvious. When you first turn on that game, you're like, why do people like this? And then next thing I know, I'm running around in a cave with Drew and Ken looking for red shit, and I don't even know what it does. All I know is I really want to find it. And, you know, you just kind of look in the mirror and you're like, oh, my God, what happened to me? Yeah, that's when I had that turning point of saying, yeah, I don't really like Minecraft. <laughs> See, that was my turning point of, I need to put this down. You know, when when I went, when we went into Ken's game and saw his house, I'm like, oh, my house looks like shit. I need to go build a better house. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. I need to work on my real life house. <laughs> no way. My Minecraft house is so much cooler than my yeah. real house. <laughs> my real house doesn't have torches. Fuck this shit. That's right. Uh, number eight is Diablo three. Again, I the game looks great. It plays great. I love the way they uh, did the runes to get around the way you could kind of spec yourself into a corner with Diablo two. the The base game is still really good, aside from everything else. Seven is Hitman Absolution. I didn't play any of the previous Hitman games, but Absolution is like a big playground of you killing people in dozens of different ways I, you could play through that game ten times and do it completely different every single time uh, six is Darksiders 2 some pacing and graphical issues aside Darksiders 2 was great I, I really don't think it got the recognition that it deserved for, for as good as it was five was Mark of the Ninja because that game's awesome still haven't played it I do, do that. Real, I mean, I, I, I don't like stealth games, and I absolutely love Mark of the Ninja. It's it is it is so precision and and just everything has a purpose. I just love it, and and it's beautiful too. I mean, it, it looks terrific. Four is Far Cry Three. Um, I'm about eighteen hours in, and it. I wish that it was running on proper hardware that could keep the frame rate up, that could minimize the screen tearing, because it really is a beautiful world, and it's incredible how easily I can get lost and do nothing, nothing that forwards the story, and be so satisfied with it. Whether it's you know hunting quests, or liberating outposts, or anything like that, just wandering around in, the, in that world is really cool. You know, when you're trying to sneak up on somebody and you hear a noise and you turn around and there's a bear behind you. <laughs> that's, that's 
awesome. Uh, three is Torchlight 2. Again, I love it. The fact that they put something like that together for 20 bucks is amazing. It's, it's the best value of the year for sure. <clears throat> Two is The Walking Dead. I don't care what anybody says. I absolutely loved it. Um, the only game that made me cry more than The Walking Dead was Steel Battalion. Um, for, for different reasons. It's d- different reasons, yeah. And, and, and I'm willing to accept the fact that The Walking Dead speaks specifically to me as, you know, someone who has... <laughs> yes. As someone who enjoys brains, Walking Dead finally <laughs> played to my demographic. Yeah, no, as as someone who has a little girl who is at exactly the same age, you know, in very similar positions, you know, it it you know it was sort of a, a reflection of my life a little bit. Granted, without the actual physical Walking Dead, um, but that game is just done and delivered really, really well. And number one is Borderlands Two because I've put eighty hours into it. Every time I have a free minute, that is the thing that I pick up. And if that doesn't define my favorite game of the year, then I don't know what the hell would. So there you go. There you go. All right. So now I'll move on to Kato. Hey. Um, what's up? <laughs> uh, I also missed uh, a lot of the uh, big releases this time around. So my list is, you know, I, I managed to squeeze 10. Squeeze 10. Um, I do agree with Dave on Resident Evil 6. That's my only disappointment of the year. Um, the camera, I played through Chris with Megan, and uh, uh, that camera is just stupid. It hindered progress towards the end of it, and it just got frustrating after a while. And uh, it was hard to distinguish between Chris and what's-his-neck. Peer, Piers. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Because <clears throat> they look very similar, and when the camera's pulled back the way it is, it's just like, where the fuck am I? I don't know where the fuck, you know, whatever. But <laughs> it was a big disappointment. Um, I do want to play more of it once uh, that patch goes up, which is when? It's already up. So it's already, already up? Okay. Up like a couple well, weeks ago, I think. Yep. Okay. Well, then I'm going to have to uh, try it again. Uh, but uh, my top ten, uh, number ten is uh, Ra- Operation Raccoon City. Uh, it was very fun multiplayer, and that's the saving grace of it. The single player is just fucking hard. And I, I I was ready to write it off, but then we tried multiplayer and just had a blast with it. Um, played a shit ton out of it. Um, nine is one I just p- picked up because I needed to pick up something newer, you know. And I was debating between Borderlands Two, uh, Sleeping Dogs, and Spec Ops. And I'm like, well, Borderlands Two is going to be long, and same thing with Sleeping Dogs. So I picked up Spec Ops, and it's good the story's good i agree with drew that Noel north does a phenomenal job as he descends into madness and uh, the choices i've only had to make two different choices so far and they're kind of fucked up and uh the the consequences of uh what you do is kind of messed up too so that's wait, kind till, of, uh, wait till you get to the payoff yeah <laughs> the, the payoff the payoff at the end of the game mm. uh, how much uh i'm on chapter 10 how much longer you're close you're man. close Am I? How did you only make two decisions? <laughs> I don't know. There's only two decisions. I only had to make two. That's that's it. Well, the, you probably didn't recognize the other decisions you had to make. Those are the only two that I could see. That like you got to do this or this. There's uh, only two that I. 
you there, know, there are yeah. other places in that game. Have you? Oh, just without spoiling anything, have you done White Phosphorus? Yes, that's a choice. That's a choice. That's a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't oh, have to. Shit. You don't have to do that. No. Okay. Wow. Fuck. Okay. I didn't know that. They didn't kind of, you know, make it obvious that you had to do it. Yeah. Or you oh, so there's another choice. The, another choice is uh, the hanging people. Yeah, the people hanging on the bridge. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. That okay. one was obvious. Yeah, the that white one... phosphorus, they didn't make it obvious there was a choice. Yeah, you... At least I, at least I missed it. Yeah, you didn't have to You didn't have to do that. Mm. Okay, well, then I deserve the consequence that I got. <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably the <laughs> one of the worst consequences in that game. Yeah, that was fucked up. I and mean, I was <laughs> yeah. thinking there, like, which Call of Duty were, did you have to go in uh, undercover and just mow that down was the... That uh, Modern Warfare... Air- Okay. Marvel Warfare Two. That that decision that wasn't a decision. You had to do it. and That was fucked up. But this, I guess, was a more. I didn't know it was a decision, but this was more fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, okay. So and you get to see a different side of these kind of you know first person war games. It's you know the, I don't know, whatever. It was, it, the decisions are just phenomenal and fucked up. But uh, number eight is Kingdoms of Amalur. Um, I. Like the game? You um, think? Just, uh, <laughs> sounded um, like I, a ringing endorsement. <laughs> well, I, could, I, I couldn't tell you about the story because I spent about ten, fifteen hours doing the side missions, and the only uh, the only uh, um, story mission I did is the one they made you do in the beginning, and that was it. From there, it was just going back and forth doing side missions because they kept linking, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I just couldn't break away from it because I like to go around and explore so but I enjoyed what I played of it Um, number 7 was MLB 12 the show and uh, normally I don't put sport games on here because they don't really change from year to year but this one marked a milestone in my baseball career as I actually made it to the bigs so I was proud of myself on that lasted about a week but I don't fucking care I I, I made it (laughs) so um and just the way that, you know, you go from AAA, you know, how everything just is different. It's so much harder to make it in the big leagues. If you just hammer away in the minors, you got a rude awakening for you in the big leagues. And it's just – they do a good job of, you know, showing that. But I was proud of that, so that's why it made my list. That and I didn't play a lot of other shit, so. Um, number six, Lego Batman 2. I don't know. I was tired of Lego games. I'm like, oh, blah, this one's the same, blah, blah, blah. Then I played it, and it was, uh, you know, it was the first console Lego game to have voices, and it was done really well. I like the story. Um, they did, a, for the most part, a good job of making you play as the other superheroes um, in the story. Now, outside of that, going through and finishing up some stuff, I just found myself playing through Superman only because, you know, he's awesome in that game and the fact that when you play as him it plays his theme and that <laughs> just was just so awesome so uh number five was a surprise to me but is a uh, lollipop chainsaw really? uh, I remember, yeah <laughs> i absolutely did not like this game when i first played it but then i stuck with it and i found myself getting hooked to it i couldn't tell you why it's just so over the top just stupid and I don't know. I just ended up really, 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 really loving the game. So, and I, in fact, want to go play uh, play it again. Mm. It had some amazing soundtrack moments. I, I do like the soundtrack. When you're I on do. the combine and they're playing, you spin me around. Yeah, that was yeah, really I, cool. 
yeah, that's the one big thing that I liked about it was the soundtrack. And over the topness was just you know an eleven. So Halo Four, number four. Um, Sweet. Uh, I agree with Drew. Uh, it's the multiplayer, you know, that really is a uh, not to take any away from the single player because it's got a great story, um, and I'm really digging it. But it's the multiplayer that really brings this full circle, uh, and the fact that I actually do good in it as opposed to you know not doing good in it like I always do. So maybe it's I don't know. I'm proud of that. Yeah, my kill to death ratio isn't you know five to fifty. <laughs> So, but I do like the story. I want to play through more of that. Um, it's just, it, it's like it's matured, I guess. It grew up a little bit, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, whatever. Who cares? Uh, number three is Max Payne 3. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that game. <laughs> well, I mean, it's easy to forget about it if you have played everything else under the sun that came out. It's but if true. you haven't, it's, uh, it's very solid. Very, it's, it's a good game. I did enjoy it. Yeah, and it, it's uh, poor Max Payne. That poor bastard takes a beating. Yeah. He's he's kind of like the uh, the John McClane of video games. Yes, he even shaved yeah. his head for this one. So. Yes, and yeah, I I loved everything. The story, everything was was good. That's a good comparison, Ken. That's very good. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you're quite welcome. Uh, number two. Darksiders 2. And you see a theme here. Number 4 was Halo 4. 3 was... I just now noticed that. Hmm. Oh, how about That's that? Interesting. Yeah, interesting. 4, 3, 2... What's number 1? Well, yeah, it's... Uh, it'll, it's common. It's an original. It's I know it's... what it is. <laughs> you do not. Don't pretend you know what it is. I know what it is. Well, can I say why I like Darksiders? Well, go ahead. Okay. It's Darksiders. I love the first one. And it's more the same for the second one with uh, the added RPG elements. Which I kind of, like I said before, you know, when we talked about it when it came out, is I like it, but I don't. Because I don't want to decide what weapon I want to use, but it's a cool little, you know, thing they added in to make it more in. I don't know. So it's it's Darksiders. How can it not be on your list? It's absolutely fantastic. I love the story and how it coincides with the first one. So it's And you can feed weapons to other weapons. Yes, that's cool, and I, I have done that a couple times. I've even, in fact, fed a weapon that you can feed to another weapon. So That you can feed. Yes, that you can feed. There's a whole oh, lot of I never, feeding. I never tried that. Uh, I don't think it really did anything, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't remember. It may have made uh, the one I fed it to a little bit more powerful. Maybe gave it some kind of like new like you know element, like fire. I don't remember. But fire. it was interesting. So, you know, just try it. It's... Whatever. Right, it's delicious. All right, what do you think number one is, Ken? Let That's me see. The Walking you know. Dead. No, it's not. That's not even on your list. It's just Dance Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good that you put games on your list that you didn't play. <laughs> good that, that game is is it out? Yes. Oh, I thought that that was Just Dance Three. No, Just Dance Four. Yeah, it's no, no, it's it's really not on my list. But no, yeah, it is Walking Dead. So, and I know it's it's you know everyone's like it shouldn't be you gave me the gave it shit but whatever it's 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 phenomenal just the it, it takes the comic book and the show and just runs with it it's just you got the same feel it's the you know element of you know, surviving you have very little ammunition you have to make just these hard decisions 
to keep everyone happy, to keep your group happy. It's just a great dynamic. And it's I was shocked because I was so worried that they would fuck it up like they did Jurassic Park. And I'm so glad they didn't. They've done an outstanding job with this game and just the the feel of it. It's just emotionally bitch slapping you in the head. Yeah, especially like you mentioned the feel. Even the decisions that you know you have to make, even the ones that you want to make, you still feel terrible about making because you know how they're going to play out. I mean, it's really... It's it's funny to really enjoy a game that you feel so bad after playing. Yeah, and it, it it just speaks about this game that it actually makes you feel bad, and you're like even like days later, like shit, I can't believe I made that decision. It's just it just speaks wonders for that game that it makes you just dread the decisions and just live with it. So they did a really yeah. good job of making this game feel like a survival horror game. I that think it, I fucked up that game because you're talking about. I, I had everybody pissed at me after episode three. That sounds, see, that sounds about right, Drew. Because, well, this <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, because you know, after the big thing that happens in episode three, I just had to just turn it off. You know, I, I just got pissed off. <laughs> okay, but uh, that's. I mean, you can play it the way you want to, right? And <laughs> if you piss everyone off, oh, well, that's your own fault, right? So, it's just, wow, I just can't speak highly enough of this. I understand why that it got a lot of Game of the Years, because it's just... And you cannot, and you can say it's not a game, blah, blah, blah. Fuck you, it's a game. You control your uh, your uh, character. You do stuff. I didn't no? say a word. <laughs> Whatever. It's Game of the Year. Fuck it. it. It's just... Just the story and the feel of it alone, just everything is just wow. And, the, you know, the look of it, too. I like the look of it. The comic book art style, it's a, it's a good way. They they really made this for the Walking Dead fans and, you know, maybe even made some new Walking Dead fans. I, I knew nothing about the show or the comics until I started playing this game, and now I'm now that I'm finished with the game, I'm reading through the comics. And the comics is just phenomenal, too. They are I mean, they are really really good, yeah. And I uh, I got to buy the uh, the uh, whatever. There's compendiums out, which I ordered the first one, which is the first forty six issues. So I got to order the second one. That's the next forty. So, but it's good if you're a fan of The Walking Dead. I, I this is you can't miss it. And it was on sale. Uh, was it was it a Saturday? Well, that's that's good Xbox for Live. yeah. That's good for everybody now. Oh, who cares? Even if it's not on sale, it's what, like 500 points? 400 points? 400 points an episode. Oh, so what? It's 400 points. It's well worth your money. Or okay. go buy the yeah. disc. Nobody's arguing with you. I have Shut not up. said one word. <laughs> well, thank we, you for containing your hear you. <laughs> Right. We can hear the animosity in your voice, Ken. I said one word. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I recommend this for anyone who likes The Walking Dead, even if Ken disagrees. I didn't even say anything. I swear to God, that's how good I am. <laughs> People <laughs> defending against me. I didn't even open my mouth. <laughs> that's my top ten. And, you know, I don't have disappointment. Well, besides Resident Evil, I had some surprises. And a lot of them were the ones I, you know, named. But uh, the ones I didn't, Tokyo Jungle was a surprise. That was an interesting little game. And I don't know. You like animals attacking animals. 
It's just it's an interesting little game. So and uh, Warp was an interesting little arcade game. Pretty violent. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I you know I really like that game. It was fun. <laughs> I it was a lot of fun, and I I need to play more of that. And uh, I am alive was another surprise of the year for me. That's an interesting game. It was an interesting game. So, but there you have it. Walking Dead takes it. Suck it. Mm. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had a disappointing year in games. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and there it is. I, yeah, there it is. yeah. And you know, honestly, <laughs> I mean, minus you guys talk up about you know Far Cry and Borderlands. Honestly, I don't think it to me it would have replaced anything on this list. I enjoyed everything I played on this list. So that's all that matters. Me... What's that? That's all that matters. Yeah. So yeah. So Walking Dead, suck it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll move on to Jason, which it, that's just going to be so interesting. Uh, yes, it is. Are there any Wii U games on there? That... No, but it's the top. Is 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 um top ten iOS games. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Good call, John. Um, not my top ten actually, surprisingly. But um, let's see. I have some honorable mentions. Um, honorable mention to Kid Icarus Uprising. This is a game that has a plethora of great ideas and um, probably the best graphics on the 3DS, hands down. However, the execution wasn't up to par. It The control scheme was felt like work even though the game itself the graphics and the presentation was trying its darndest to impress you around every corner and to make you forget about your hands that are aching and feeling like they're going to fall off so yeah it's not my top 10 but it's an honorable mention because it's got you know it's Got some ideas. They just weren't executed correctly. So we have that. Um, honorable mention to Diablo 3. Um, it could have been in my top 10 if I actually played a little bit more of it. I I still haven't played that much of it. But uh, what I did play, I, uh, I enjoyed quite well. Um, my only iPhone game. Uh, that I'll mention here would be uh, Saturday Morning RPG, which is an awesome trip down memory lane. Lots of references to 80s cartoon shows and stuff like that in a RPG setting. Uh, it was really well done. Um, Gameplay-wise, was much better than about 90% of other role-playing games that you can find on the on the iPhone and uh, quite enjoyed it. Um, Another honorable mention, only because it's a game that I find fun, but it's not good, is uh, Warriors Orochi 3 Hyper. Uh, it's, It's just mindless fun. 
I, I also kind of enjoy the music because it sounds bizarre and weird. So a mixture of like heavy metal and like weird synthesizer music and just plowing through thousands of like dudes just standing there. Pretty fun. Um, <laughs> another honorable mention is uh, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Um, I know there's there's a lot of people. Uh, Drew. Who, uh, <laughs> I know there's know, a lot of people. Drew. Drew. Yeah, just me. <laughs> just you. Uh, that I think that you know Capcom has basically incredibly tarnished their you know their image and I. I agree. I agree with most of it. I mean, I'll still pl- play a, a Capcom game if it's good, you know. Um, I try not to let the polit- politics get in front of my gameplay. I mean, I'll run all day long on the uh, if I if I get real, you know, passionate. I'll do a lot of ranting on Twitter, like, "Oh, Capcom sucks and they, they're stupid." But at the end of the day, when the game usually comes out, I, I usually end up playing it and liking it, but still pissed that they uh, do some terrible decisions. But we'll leave it at that. Now on to my top ten. Number ten. Number ten is Code of Princess for 3DS, which is... uh. A really awesome side scroller RPG beat 'em up. Um, this is the spiritual successor to the Sega Saturn classic Guardian Heroes. Uh, some will argue that Guardian Heroes is a better game. Uh, I don't know. It, I, I kind of like. I think both of them are about just as good. Um, I really do like. Uh, um, the gameplay and how it's it's like the perfect combination of you know the leveling up system, improving your stats, but also within the confines of a side-scrolling beat 'em up. And uh, I, I I find the game incredibly enjoyable, and it's got so much um, playability. Uh, you can play as other characters. You could uh, play multiplayer. Um, it's it's awesome. It's really awesome. Um, my number nine is uh, Super Mario Brothers U. This might be the only Wii U game on anybody's list. Um, actually, I have two more, but what? We'll get there. Snap. We'll get, tank, we'll tank, get tank. there. Tank, tank, tank. <laughs> I still haven't gotten that one, but uh yeah, um new Super Mario Brothers U. Um whereas Code of Princess was the spiritual successor to Guardian Heroes, Mario Brothers U is the spiritual successor to Super Mario World. I've heard, even heard people refer to it as Super Mario World 2, even though that would technically be Yoshi's Island. I was going to say, they already made yes. Mario World 2. Yeah. yeah. In fact, that but, was what it was called. Yeah, and yep. what was funny is they made a Yoshi's Island 2, which yeah. just was weird. It's kind of like the Modern Warfare back before it was Modern Warfare. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and what was crazy was that the Super Famicom of Super Mario World was actually called Super Mario Brothers 4. Um, but yeah, the new Super Mario Brothers U is incredible. It's a side-scrolling traditional Mario game in high def. Um, there's not really much more to say about it than that. The graphics are incredible. I love the color palette in a lot of the in a lot of the game. The just some of the colors just kind of explode out of your HD screen. It's just it, it's it's beautiful. Um, but uh, you know, in terms of gameplay, it doesn't really do anything new. So it's just a a nice comfortable, you know, nice, nice, comfortable game. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, number eight, uh, this one might be a WTF. Actually, there's a couple of those in my top 10, but, uh, number eight, blaze blue continuum shift extend. <laughs> I know. So why don't they just call it by the year? Why don't they just go back to the old King of Fighters thing? Yeah, I know. They, uh... <laughs> I've lost track of what the newest Blaze Blue is. That that's that tells you how many they've released. Yes. Yeah, the, the newest one, you just say extend. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> yeah, what's up? <laughs> but uh, I really like this game because, um, I mean, it is... It is a 2D fighting game, one on one, but it is so absolutely beautiful, and um, it's it's got such a deep story. Um, I mean, it's it's I mean, granted, it's kind of convoluted. I mean, yeah, it is, but it's a fighting game that makes you feel like there's like a whole world behind it, like a like. It, it could be its own, like, novel or something. And, and the character designs are really cool. The animation is awesome in the game. I just... Uh, I, I, I actually recently got this game. Um, so I've been I've been playing it, and it's it's just... You know, there's parts that it just make my jaw drop. Like, wow, this is, you know... This is 2D graphics. You know, the next level. And I, and I really wish that there were more companies that would make that would actually make games uh, 2D with this this level of detail or even beyond. You know, let's outdo you know Blaze Blue. So instead of making another you know Blaze Blue Continuum Shift Extend again, <laughs> extend extend again. Yep. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? Uh, stop it. <laughs> insanity is doing the exact same fucking thing over and over, expecting something different is going to happen. How many hours yep. you got in Super Street Fighter 4? <laughs> yes, and I am insane just like everybody else. <laughs> the 50 million people that buy Call of Duty every year are insane. <laughs> And um, let's see here. Moving on to my number seven, Sonic All-Star Racing Transformed. Uh, this game is an absolute delight to play. Um, 
It is, it is the only game that I'll be mentioning today that's a racing game of any form. Um, I mean, it's just it's just fun. I love the uh, the stage the stages in, in the game, the the, the graphics, uh, the, the execution. I love how uh, y- y- your vehicle transforms all the different, and you could turn into a airplane or you know stuff like that. It's it's really fun. Um, and of course, it's the it's you know the whole. It's not just Sonic, but it's pretty much it pretty much plays with the whole. Uh, Sega universe, um, so it's really, really awesome, and I, and I do enjoy the Sega universe, even though I'm more biased with Nintendo. But I really enjoy the Sega universe as well. So, uh, Sonic All Star Racing Transformed, fantastic game. I, I'm playing it on the the Wii U, and uh, on online is actually pretty good. The online online matches. I, I mean, granted, I do get a little bit slow down here and there. But it, it doesn't really get in the way of my gameplay so far. So, uh, yeah, really enjoying that. Um, let's see here. Moving on to my number six. And that will be Persona 4 Arena. Uh, now, this is from the same makers of Blaze Blue Continuum Shift Extend. Um, but I guess I'm just kind of. I'll, I'll admit that I'm biased toward the Persona universe, and I love how this fighting game, this versus fighting game, is a, is technically a sequel to a hundred plus hour role playing game. It's just it just boggles my mind. It, uh, the execution of the game is fantastic. The voice work is pretty much spot on. I mean, the the, the voices it, it's it. it if you're if you're coming if you if you're if you're coming from playing Persona 4 Golden on the Vita or the PS2 version and going into this game, it it is a surreal experience of like meeting these characters again in such a, a drastically different genre and I mean, the, the graphics, of course, are fantastic, and and the, and the animation and the music is great. Um, I'm, I'm still I'm still a learner when it comes to the gameplay, and I know I should probably the actual gameplay putting it as my number six on the list, but but I from what I've played of it so far, it's it's, it's one of the best fighting games that you can pick up. Um, I would even say it's a great fighting game, even if you're not into uh, the Persona universe. And I've I've talked to a few friends who never played Persona in their life. They love fighting games, and they they love Persona Four Arena. So um, that kind of kind of says something about the quality of the game. So we'll have that, and moving on to my number five. Number five is Dragon's Dogma. Uh, this is a game that it it's kind of uh, Capcom's um, attempt to kind of put their foot in the pool of uh, asynchronous gameplay to where you're not actually playing the game online simultaneously, but you can take other players' uh, 
pawns or party members and you know make them a part of your own and it, it has this online component that is just absolutely incredible where you can you know go into other people's well other you know learn strategies and and it it just gives this game this this kind of a open worldness to it without it actually being a like an MMO and uh and I also think that it has one of the best character creations ever it's really deep really deep character create, creation and that's that's a plus in my book if it, if there's a deep character creation system. I, I really think that's awesome. Um, tons of armor, weapons, you know, stuff to do in the game. Um, and, and the gameplay just feels so solid and it has a lot of really awesome ideas. Like just the fact that you can like grab hold of a dragon and it could, you go to, when it flies in the air, it's dragging you up in the air with it. It, it just has so many awesome ideas. And, and the fact that, like uh, if you're uh, playing a warrior uh, w- with a sword and shield, or if you're, you know, if you're doing like single, like a, if you're a two, or playing uh, another class, like a, uh, like a, you know, like a thief it, or rogue, you, you just it, the gameplay is so radically different. Um. And it's it's not just you know weapon weapon swap you know it's it's radically different. Um, uh, like if you're if if you're playing as an archer, you know it's it has its own targeting system, which I find pretty uh, pretty interesting and uh, it's it's really cool game. So Dragon's Dogma, and also like the uh, I like the opening title music. It's pretty pretty cool. <clears throat> uh, on to my number four. Uh, this is a game I just recently, recently picked up. Um, it's a game Hero actually recommended played, and that is a game called Binary Domain. That game's crazy. Yes, it's crazy, and I love crazy. Big bow, man. Oh yeah, definitely. This game, it's kind of like, it reminds me a lot of the, uh, well, several things, actually. A couple of things that come to mind instantly would be uh, the movie Blade Runner uh, and uh, the anime, Japanese anime series called Bubblegum Crisis. Uh, the game is, a, it deals, it's, it's a shooter, but it, it deals with, concept of what what does it mean to be human what does it mean to be alive you know and it is it, it, I, I love this stuff I eat up like yeah that. <laughs> he he eats it up what yes. the ninja slowly got him He's dragging uh, him into the closet hey now hey now well you you disappeared there I couldn't hear you Oh, I did. Yeah, you you still <laughs> still kind of doing it. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in and out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Have we got to guess the rest? I one hundred percent agree. Yeah. Binary domain. 
That was number four. Yes. I guess I'll move on to number three before I <laughs> disappear. It's like the you're the Back to the Future photo right now. Really? Yeah, really. Can't. Are we ordering at McDonald's? <laughs> got a Mac. That's the, that's, that's the there. You got it. Boom. Suck it, Apple. No, not really. <laughs> What's his number? Let's guess his number three. This will be fun. Number three. Uh... Zombie you. Zombie you. Zombie you. Okay. Jason, if you can hear us in the abyss, is number three zombie you? <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> this is so professional. He can mm-hmm. type the rest of it in. We can do it for him. Yeah. Yeah, Damn. There you go. Jason? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> just, just keep talking. Just talk a lot. Okay, my number three is Tekken Tag Tournament 2 Wii U version. Oh, we failed. Never saw that coming. We yeah. failed. Yep. So it was a Wii U game. So it was a Wii U. Kinda, yeah, we kind of got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you want me to just uh, name off the two and one? Go ahead. That way, in case we lose talking. you. I mean, talk, and we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 uh, is technically... In my opinion, well, that would be technically then, wouldn't it? Uh, the best Tekken game I've ever played. And uh, I really enjoy it. I love all, like, playing through it. I love seeing the storyline, unlocking the CGI stuff, buying uh, Power Ranger outfits for my uh, fighters. Pretty cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've been playing the Wii U. Um, it's pretty funny seeing uh, the... Nintendo bits and stuff. Pretty awesome. Now, my number two and my number one. (laughs) The suspense is fucking killing me, right? (laughs) And I got to know. What what was the. uh, I didn't hear any of that, Jason. uh, My number one and my number two games are a tie. Okay. Okay. But, and so it could be interchangeable, and those two games are Persona 4 Golden for Vita. I know it's kind of a port, but I like to think of it more as a almost remake of the game because they went in and uh, actually uh, updated the graphics and so much more to the game itself that I feel that it's more of a remake than than just a port. So, Persona 4 Golden and Xenoblade Chronicles for the Wii. I knew it. <laughs> so That probably truly is the only Wii game on anybody's list. <laughs> the last story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that story was, it was good. I, I should probably have that in my honorable mentions. Honor, late honorable mentions. <laughs> Number five. <laughs> you know, Chronicles has probably the the best fully realized world I've ever played in a player. Yeah, just the in the blah blah blah. 
Shut up, John. <laughs> so like an ass. Yeah, he's kind of... But, but just the fact that the game takes place on two giants is awesome. Well, there you go. All right. So let's move on to John. John, are you going to break up too? Well, I hope not. Oh, you already started. I already started. My no, understanding just... is that it's hard to do. <laughs> you are shitting me. <laughs> now you turn to a robot for a second. Uh, yeah, okay. uh, Let's try and get this fucking shit done. <laughs> okay, honorable mentions. Uh, Mark of the Ninja, uh, probably one of the best stealth games I've played in a long, 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 long time. Um, fantastic, and currently on Steam sale, so what are you waiting for? Um... Borderlands 2 probably would have made it my top 10 but my top 10 was quite difficult and I don't think I played enough of it um, but it was such an improvement on, on one uh, really really enjoyed it didn't think I would do uh, and then uh, non honourable mention for Max Payne 3 not a bad game not a bad game at all um, I enjoyed it there were some real um, eye popping moments in that game and uh, the ending sequence at the airport is um, one of the most brutalist action uh, sequences I think this year is excellent. But so, not excellent enough to get it in your top ten. Not excellent enough to get it in my top ten, no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he must well, have played I, some really good games this year. <laughs> no, I've played shit games this year, but still. <laughs> I haven't got to finish that many games this year. <clears throat> okay. At number 10, Uncharted Golden Abyss. Hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for a hmm. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and um, a Vita game that kind of blew my mind. I mean, you know... Wait, Vita's wait, wait. Had... Is that the first Vita game? That was the Vita game, yeah, the one that was at launch. No, 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 that no, was so mentioned far. on top 10 list. Uh, that's yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, uh, no, but... I think so. Yeah. No, because no. Jason just said Persona Four Golden. No, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh okay. well, I didn't know that was on Vita. So yes, you know, that was on the Vita. He so even said on the Vita. We didn't hear it. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. I didn't hear it, or I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. One of the two. Pick I think. One. I think it's the latter. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, for a handheld to be that impressed by it, you know, is, is brilliant, and fair enough, the VTA hasn't had a great life this year so far, fingers crossed um, better things will come, but that was a great opener. Uh, you know, it stuck true to the, you know, the, its bigger brothers, and the voice work once again was excellent, and there was a bit more Sully in it, which is quite good. So, number nine, Mass Effect 3. Um, I can't really get got a lot to say about Mass Effect 3. It's also my biggest disappointment of the year in the fact that uh, a game of that quality, and it was a great game to play, kind of went out with a whimper. And the ending is something that we've all talked about, very divisive. I'm not really going to go get into it, but um, the game itself was great to play. Um, it's a shame about how it ended up. Uh, number eight, Diablo three. Um, first Diablo game I've ever played, and had a great deal of fun with it. Especially when me and Drew did 
occasionally hook up online and, and play together. It wasn't a great amount of time we spent, but there was some fun to be had there. And the fact that I, it was my first Diablo game and I managed to get through it to the end was I, I was quite pleased about. Um, yeah, the real money auctions suck, but you know, it's you know, as Activision, what the fuck else are they going to do? And so, you know, you just shouldn't take it away from the fact that the game itself was a great deal of fun. And number seven is Spec Ops The Line. I love that game. It was a generic shooter, but the story just absolutely blew me away. Um, and the fact, I mean, I know you were talking about it earlier. Um, uh, Justin, Justin but... thank you. All right. <laughs> I was going to quit something else. He forgot your name. Well, I, I could... I don't know. It's been a long time. You haven't fucking been on there for months, so... When I was on, you weren't on, so... Whatever. There. You say yeah. that, but I, 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 I hear no proof. Because <laughs> you don't listen to the show. I have... I, I'm, I'm a busy man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so, as you were saying earlier, Justin, uh, you didn't notice the decisions you had to make you, you know you, the big ones yeah were there but there were uh, the fact that there were subtle differences the, the subtle things you don't always pick up on that can change the outcome of the game and I, I thought it was amazing it, it, we need to see more of that sort of stuff we really really do and yeah the gameplay was generic as anything but Nolan North carried you know a great deal of weight in that game and it was just bonkers and obviously I'll try not to spoil anything on this uh, show but the ending was just mind-blowing. And it's worth playing. You know, it's, in actual fact, it's the only game this year I have played, and then bang, as soon as I'd finished, I went straight back to the start to play it again to see what other things would happen if I chose differently. Um, and I, I, I can't say anything about any, you know, I can't say that about any other game that I've played this year. So that was brilliant. <clears throat> With all the choices, does the endings change? There are multiple endings. There are kind of, there are, I think, I, think it, I think all roads lead to that one, but then there you can, the choices you make at the ending will make yes. different endings. And okay. there are also extra bits to play if you end it a certain way. There are there's a um, epilogue that will only happen if you play it and end the game in a certain way. But it's worth doing those things. Um, that was a fantastic game. Uh, number six is um, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I've had a great deal of fun with that game on both the Vita and PS3. In actual fact, I played it more on the Vita than the, than the PS3 version. Um, but it, it's it's not original. It's it you know it's a complete carbon copy uh, essentially of of Super Smash Brothers. But it, the characters are brilliant. The uh, special moves are, are and the levels and the way that they are tweaked to the character. I think. Are fantastic. There are characters on there that are overpowered. Kratos and Nariko are two of those, but still, um, it's a great deal of fun. And to be able to play it with, uh, you know, on the couch, co op, online, play it on your Vita online, and it works really, really well. I, I was blown away. I put a, a fair few hours in that. I enjoyed that thoroughly and still continue to do so. Uh, number five. Black Ops 2. I would sell out. Fuck <laughs> off. Fuck <laughs> off. Mr. Halo Boy. Fuck 
pass me some Mountain Dew and some Doritos, will ya? Uh, you know what? That is one of the reasons why I put it on the list because, man, I got so much double XP. And I'm <laughs> jacked up on Mountain Dew. Drinking the Dew, man. Do the Dew. It's bad, man. Um, I wouldn't normally put a Call of Duty game on. I enjoy them, um, but nothing ever really changes. And I think this year it did. I think what Treyarch have done with that, the story, I mean, multiplayer, there's great little tweaks in there and it's as much fun as it normally is, but the single player, the, 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 uh, the story was again, it's been like Spec Ops is, was brilliant. If for a first person shoot, well, what the fuck? What right do they have to make a story that's actually engaging? And you've got the branching storylines, but again, things you don't think you're doing, um, can affect, uh, the, the outcome and actually affect the whole the story. There, there's stuff in there that I have yet to play it through a second time and I want to but there are things in there that again you don't know you're doing that can affect in whether somebody lives or dies. Or, you know, even subsequential characters you don't think really matter too much makes a big difference to how it all plays out and to put that into a Call of Duty game, you know when, to be fair, the last few years it's kind of just been phoning it in. And it's got Michael it's, Rooker in it. It's got Michael Rooker, and his voice is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although I, I I still... I don't give it a pass on the fact that they've got the same... Ca- Ed O'Neill, what's it, um, Hudson's character, is now voiced by Michael Keaton, but still looks like Ed, o, um, Ed Harris. Uh, I think that's weird. I don't know why. Well, I, they couldn't, know, like, just... change how he looked. Well, why not? <laughs> But that would be weird. It's the same character, it's just a different voice. Yeah, it's the same dude. It's not like he would have grown curly curly dreads or anything. George Clooney and Val Kilmer both play Batman but look alike. Yeah. (laughs) This is different. You're just putting a voice on it. Uh, Anyway, um, that's why I think it belongs to the top. I really was impressed by that game. It was one of the few... Call of Duty games where I've played the single player in just a couple of sittings instead of sort of playing it to a point and then going to multiplayer and kind of forgetting about the single player. Um, I wanted to get through there. I wanted to see how the story progressed and, you know, it's to its credit. Uh, number four was Forza Horizon, which I had a hell of a time with. That's brilliant. Um, that's everything you love about a Forza game, but kind of, you're just given free reign. And it's not too technical. You've got upgrades, but you can automatically do those. Um, the open worldness of it kind of really pushed that game in a, a in a new direction, and a re- it made a refreshing change. And just the same old tracks, you know, just doing tracks, and that's it. Having the open world, being able to drive from venue to venue, and then when you get in there, having different types of races, the amount of cars in there, the hunting for the um, the Sheds where the uh, classic cars were, and the radio state, the music—it was—it was all brilliant. Um, I played that solidly for quite a long time, and and I think it will probably be difficult for me to play a normal Forza game again after Experience Horizon because, to me, that's the best Forza game they've made. Yeah. Okay. Have I just dropped out? Sorry, I didn't know. No, I wasn't you. That was Justin. Oh, well, he's a dick. Um, (laughs) He's not (laughs) answering to that. (laughs) Um, Number three. 
I've thought long and hard about my top three. You know, four to ten, they're not so special, but the, the top three. And I, I did think long and hard. And you know what you're saying, that don't you? He does. Hard, I do. Long and hard. Long and hard. <laughs> <laughs> and The Walking Dead gets to number three. I thought that game was incredible. Again, it's been a year of storytelling, and I don't think there's any other game that has done it as well as Walking Dead has. You feel for the characters, you feel for the situation that they're in and that's really annoying <laughs> there you go, that's better um, you feel for the situation that they're in uh, it doesn't pull any punches and uh, you know, although the first episode is kind of gearing you up for what's to come it's kind of a softener It number two, you know, you think that maybe hold back a little bit, but no, number the episode two was just awful, if you, you know, depressingly awful in that kind of way. The, and then you get to episode three, which is just, you, you know, Christ, should have come with a free pack of razor blades, that episode. Um, it would have probably maybe got higher up on my list, other than the fact that I got that fucking glitch and I didn't get past episode 3 and I was oh, there you lost your save, yeah. I lost my save and I, w- I can't forgive it for it because the problem that I have is that I've spent so much time in the company of these peoples and shaping the story to how I wanted it to be you know, to, to progress and I lost all of that and I, if I, I'm, I won't gonna play it again. I'm never gonna be able to recreate that, that exact story. Because I can't, you know, there are some of the choices, yes, the big choices I can remember, but it's not just about the big choices, it's about the little things. And that stuff, I'll never be able to remember what I did. And I'm never gonna get the ending, uh, essentially, or it's never gonna play out the way that it was going to play out that first time round. And I was absolute. I don't think I've ever been as devastated about losing a save as I have with that. And bearing in mind that I had an 80-hour Final Fantasy save wiped from my PS1 memory card, and I still didn't feel as bad as I did and as angry as I did when I got that glitch. And to me, that kind of takes away from how good that game is, because... No matter how good your writing is, no how no matter how good you, uh, you know, how well you develop the characters, no matter what designs you put into the game to make it the way it is, if you've got a game breaking bug like that, then you know what's it all for? What's it all worth? So I was absolutely good, but I will go and I will finish it. I'm just gutted that I'm never going to have that same experience that I should have had playing it the first time round. Um, number two is Far Cry 3 and I think the only reason why it's number two is I haven't played enough of it to kind of maybe push it up to that top spot you know this is my personal top ten 
Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Unfortunately, it's come out at the wrong time of the year. Uh, my other job, I work incredibly long hours over the Christmas period, and that game came out way too late um, for me to, you know, thoroughly get through it, sit down and spend uh, some quality time. What I have played of it, I've been, th- I've been impressed with. I wasn't looking forward to Far Cry 3. I thought Far Cry... Because I played Far Cry, the one on the Xbox... 360, and that was was it Instincts or Predator? Predator, I think, wasn't it? Predator. I think that, that, that was shit. Um, I did not get on with Far Cry 2. I wasn't bothered one little bit about Far Cry 3. And suddenly it comes along, and it's this vast open world with a engaging storyline, fantastic characters. I mean, Vast is, is just brilliant. Um, with all of these things you can do, you just it, it felt to me like the experience I had with Fallout 3 where you kind of, oh, I've got this mission to do let's go that way and you get finally get to the mission three hours later after you've messed about in the world and if I'd have played a bit more of that I think it probably would have been number one but um, fair props to it I, I just love it that that game has, has won me over for sure um, number one though Sleeping Dogs Oh. Mm. Um, again, it, it's been the year for surprises. Uh, things like Spec Ops Line and uh, Far Cry 3, for, for me anyway, for Far Cry 3. But, and Sleeping Dogs was, again, one of those games that I that sort of flew under my radar. I wasn't really interested in until about maybe a week up before its launch. <clears throat> and I uh, saw a couple of videos. I thought this looks good. But then I found out that it was true crime 3 essentially and I thought oh well <laughs> looks good <laughs> um, but still I went out and I got it and absolutely loved it again with the great storylines and the character development the open world was done really well there wasn't a lot of guns in it which I really found interesting as opposed to the likes of uh, Saints Row and Grand Theft Auto where it's heavily gun you know aimed at gunplay this put all of that effort that you'd normally put into that into melee combat. The, the combat was fantastic. It, it felt fluid. It worked really well. The new stuff that you learn as you progress through the game was um, interesting and varied it up incredibly. And then there's the collectibles. You know, it's an open world game. It's going to have collectibles. And it has several, but it doesn't hide them away if you, you can find them. You can do things that will help you find them and put them on the map for you. just means that you don't lose interest in doing those things and really extended the longevity of the game for me um but uh, one thing that stands out is uh, for me is uh, Wailing the the performance uh, the voice actor is probably my performance of the year it just felt so natural um that voice fitted that character and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know I'm sure there was lots of motion capture involved because nowadays these sort of games do uh, do that sort of stuff. Um, but again, it's the portrayal of the character. If that is the guy who was playing the motion capture as well as the voice, then uh, he really sold it. Uh, and I think for that reason, the amount of time that I spent with it, the you know, it was heartbreaking. The story was funny. It was a little bit weird in time at times but it gave you so much to do that you never got bored whether you wanted chasing up a mission 
trying to progress the story, whether you're doing side missions to try to gain money or items, or whether you were just messing about in the world, it, it never, to me, lost its interest. And for that reason, I'm going to give it my game of the year. Well, there you go. Hmm. So we'll move on to the Wombats. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Nope. Oh, he's not, not gonna. Kiss my ass. Here I am. Oh, there he is. <laughs> so. Alright, so. I. My list is gonna be a little bit different than uh, everybody else's, I think. Maybe not everybody else's, but because I didn't play a lot of the big games that a lot of other people did. Uh, like, I didn't play Halo 4, and I didn't play uh, Borderlands 2, so a lot of that stuff won't make my list, obviously, because I didn't play it. Um, the only honorable mention that I'm going to mention is Assassin's Creed 3, and only because uh, I'm only sort of at the beginning of it and uh I so I can't I can't really put it in my list but I can tell based on what I've played so far that uh it's going to end up probably closer to the top so when I finish it I'll, my re- my list will probably get revised but um I can tell you that uh, the beginning of it's fantastic so I imagine it'll end up on my list um so I'll start at the bottom uh with uh, Wipeout 2048 for the Vita, uh, which is a really, really great racing game, uh, and uh, the the killer app for the Vita uh, for a long time because you know obviously there was the huge Vita dry spell, so uh, 2048 was sort of the game to have for the Vita for a long time. So that uh, that makes my list. Right above that is Ragnarok Odyssey, also for the Vita, uh, which is a really great sort of mix of Monster Hunter and Fantasy Star Online. Uh, I reviewed it. If you want to know more detail about it, you can read my review. But uh, uh, very, very good game, and a game that you can just play. At, you can just pick it up and play it at any time, and you can uh, continue playing it uh, for a long, long time. So it's, the, it's a nice thing to kind of have on your system to just play whenever you got some time. Um, also, above that, I'm going to put Rayman Origins on the list, uh, which, again, as I played it on the Vita. I know it was available on everything else, but I played it on the Vita. Great platformer, really, really unique visual style um the graphics and the colors just pop uh so it's one that definitely if you haven't played it and you like platform games i would definitely recommend checking it out i'm gonna put mlb the show above that Uh, i'm not gonna talk uh too much about that because it's baseball but uh as usual it finds its way on my list because it was awesome and i played a ton of it so that means Place six on my list belongs to Darksiders 2. Uh, even though I didn't finish it, I did play a ton of it. Uh, I really liked it. I, I didn't like it quite as much as the first one. I didn't feel like I was really as drawn into it as I was the first one. Um, but I imagine that eventually I'll go back and finish it, and it'll probably uh, stick a little more with me. But I did like Death's character. 
Uh, Michael Wincott as the voice was fantastic. Um, and if I was going to give out a voice actor of the year, I think that would be my pick. Um, so, uh, Darksiders 2 is 6. Uh, 5 is Dragon's Dogma for the same reasons that Jason mentioned. Uh, I, I really liked it because I just felt like it was so unique. Uh, it was a lot different than anything else I played this year. Uh, and, uh, it, it kind of had this little bit of Dark Souls or Demon Souls feel to it, but, uh, uh, also kind of a Monster Hunter vibe. It had a lot of stuff going on, but, it's a very unique game and uh, uh, the kind of RPG that you don't really... It's just a different kind of RPG. Uh, number four on my list. A little bit of surprise. If you'd have asked me at the beginning of the year, or if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year that this would be fourth on my list, I would have been very surprised. But Mass Effect 3 is four on my list. Uh, I, wouldn't, I won't say that I was disappointed in it. I do feel like that it... Um, I didn't feel like it was quite as good as the first two. Um, I didn't really have much of a problem with the ending. Now, I do I do feel like the Leviathan DLC helped that a lot. Um, I was really disappointed in the Omega DLC. Um, but overall, I, I liked the narrative they told. I liked the characters. I just didn't get into it as much as I liked the first two. So it ends up as uh, fourth on my list. Number three on my list uh, is Hitman Absolution, uh, which told a really awesome story, um, a better story, much better story than any of the previous Hitman games had told. Now, I know that the game is a lot different, and as someone who really enjoyed the old Hitman games, uh, it's probably blasphemy for me to put it this high on my list, um, at least if you ask people who liked the older Hitman games. Uh, but to me, it was a departure for the series. But I looked at it more as a, um, I don't want to say a spinoff, but kind of like a spinoff. Um, kind of like, you know, this is another story that we want to tell within the Hitman universe, and it's going to be told in a little different way. Um, so I really liked the gameplay. Um, the story, I thought, was uh, like a, a perfect kind of grindhouse movie story. And um, the, the actual Hitman-type levels were, were really great. So Absolution ends up third on my list. Second on my list is Dishonored, um, which was shorter, uh, but I loved it. Uh, I loved every minute of that game. and I loved it? The, uh, what's that? How long was it? I mean, it was... I guess I shouldn't say shorter. It was um, shorter than some of the other games that are near the top. Oh, okay. Um, it was like 10 to 12 hours. Okay. okay. Um, but, uh, but I mean, I spent 10 to 12 hours in Hitman as well, Mass Effect 40, and then my number one was 40 plus two, so that's why I said shorter. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, the story in that was fantastic. The characters that they crafted were fantastic, and everything from the art design to the world design to the powers to the story, it all um, it was very cohesive. It told Can I ask you a very a question real quick? cohesive story. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure it's been answered, but I don't remember the what everyone said. Is it a stealth game? Can you play yes. it action? Oh, it is yes. stealth. Okay. You can play it both. Oh, okay. Um, it's uh, and it does it does something that's really cool. Um, if you play it like a stealth game and you don't have a lot of innocent kills or not even innocent kills, but you don't kill a lot of people, um, the entire not just the ending is different. But there are different levels that are different throughout the game. 
and the entire feel of the world is different. They don't call it good or evil. They call it high chaos or low chaos. Um, so if you have a high chaos uh, playthrough where you're killing a lot of people, um, each of the assassination targets also has a method of non-lethal termination. So if you if you terminate all the assassin targets lethally, you'll get high chaos, um, and it completely changes the world. There's more plague rats. Um, there's more. Um, uh, they call them weepers in the game. They're almost like zombies um, that have been infected by this plague. Um, and just the overall tone of the game is a lot darker. Um, the conversations that people have with you are a lot darker, particularly one conversation near the end of the game where a, uh, an NPC basically says you can't believe what you've become. And uh, But if you do the low chaos playthrough, there's a lot fewer rats and weepers and the, the overall tone of the world is a lot different. So... I personally had a, a low chaos playthrough, but I've seen a lot of the stuff from the high chaos. That's how much I liked the game. I actually went back and looked at a lot of stuff from the high chaos playthrough on YouTube just so I could get a feel for what changed. But uh, that game is a must play uh, for everybody, I think. And the 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 new mechanic that it introduced, Blink, is probably the best new stealth mechanic that's been introduced in the last two generations. Um it blink was fantastic and it it opened the game up so much and is probably the biggest part of the reason why uh it's number 2 on my list uh for those who haven't played it blink is sort of a short teleport um where you can you you sort of put your cursor where you want to land and then you blink to it almost like nightcrawler like a nightcrawler teleport uh, and it it really changes the whole dynamic of the game. So um, Dishonored was fantastic. It ends up number two and number one on my list. Uh, and some people will cry foul on this because the the game originally came out last year, but the version that I played came out this year. So I'm going to identify the version by name and say that uh, The Witcher Two: Assassins of Kings Enhanced Edition uh, is my game of the year. Um. <clears throat> Start to finish, that's the best, one of the best RPGs I've ever played in my life. Uh, and the story that it tells is is really very close to the top uh, in terms of game stories that I've played. Um, the characters are all fantastic. Geralt, as the main character, is, is uh, the voice acting for him is fantastic, but also just his character is great. Um, Vernon Roach... Uh, Yorvith, who's the the like leader of this group of elves, you had a lot of really great, memorable characters in that game. Triss Marigold, um, and the the there's so much political intrigue um, in the game. In addition to the supernatural stuff, I mean, Geralt's a witcher, so he's he's uh, a monster hunter essentially. Um, but the the bulk of the game is sort of has this political overtone and uh, just exceptionally phenomenal game. If you haven't played it, I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's available on just about every platform now, so uh, you should definitely check it out if you haven't played it yet. And that's my game of the year list. All right. So I guess I get to go last. Um, I have a few games that I threw on here that I called surprises. They were games that weren't in my running for game of the year, but 
I thoroughly enjoyed them. I won't talk too much about them because I think most of them have been mentioned already. Uh, Surprise! Tokyo Jungle was one of them. Uh, Binary Domain. Uh, Ridge Racer Unbounded was a big shock Ridge to me. Ridge Racer! Because it was totally not Ridge Racer. So, and it was actually really good. Uh, Syndicate is another game that a lot of people forgot about. Uh, I, I really I really enjoyed that game. It was solid shooting. Yeah, it was, and the co-op was phenomenal. Yeah. So, that was on there. PlayStation All-Stars was on there. Uh, Mark of the Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Unfinished Swan, which... That might be the first artsy game I actually I really say. really enjoyed. Oh. So um, I have a I have quite a few disappointments. Uh, I know John will be mad at me, but Ghost Recon, Future Soldier. Ugh, that game was terrible. Uh, Amy, <laughs> which everybody forgot about that game. Well, everybody forgot about it because it was scared. Awful. I don't even know what that was. It was a downloadable survival horror game. And, like, I was interested in it because it seemed like a neat uh, kind of mechanic. And it just, it's broken. It's more broken than Steel Battalion in some areas. Holy crap. Isn't that the one where you were, I think we were talking about you were like an hour into it and thinking, I don't understand what everybody's problem is. And then all of a sudden there was just like this breaking point where it became terrible. Yeah, I couldn't even finish the second level because the game was broken. Nice. That sounds like quality right there. Oh yeah, so that's on my di- that's uh, on my dis- uh, Blood Forge was another one that looked really cool and was just awful. And it was in one of the Microsoft promotions. Uh, I that's think that I, black and white one, right? Yeah, well, it's kind of black and white, uh, black and white and red. <laughs> Lots of blood. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Three, for obvious reasons, that game was not very good. Uh, Tony Hawk HD. Uh, that was that was very disappointing. Um, the next one is disappointing only because I forgot how bad it was originally. It's Jet Set Radio, oh. uh, and the 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 worst the worst game I put on my list as a disappointment, which hurt me more than anything, is Twisted Metal. Ah, oh. uh, yeah. you were looking forward to that one. I you have no idea how much I was looking forward to that game, and it just was not very good. That's David Jaffe for you. Uh, he's never made a bad game until that one for me. He, just, he hasn't. Well, they're calling all cars, I don't count it. <laughs> that was a game. He made it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really a game. It was. It was like a project of, hey, I don't want to do God of War anymore, so I'm going to do this, and it's, it's not. Yeah, look how that turned out. Yeah. Uh, so now my honorable mentions, and these are fun because you know they're not on my list. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3 did not make my list. Uh, as much as I enjoyed that game, just did not not make my top ten. <clears throat> uh, Dishonored is on there. Uh, I love the game a lot more than I expected to. Uh, it just did not make my top ten. Uh, Sonic Racing Transformed. Uh, Jason talked a lot about that game. It's such a wonderful game, and if you like kart racers, I can't recommend it enough. Uh, Darksiders 2 is on there. Uh, just because I liked the first one so much more because it was more Zelda than Diablo. The second one was more Diablo than Zelda, and I would rather have Zelda. Uh, Halo 4 is in my honorable mentions, uh, as is New Super Mario Bros. U, uh, Skylanders Giants, and Spec Ops The Line. So now I go into my top ten. 
I have a feeling I know what all they are. <sighs> Number ten. And just because, fuck you, Justin. <laughs> Resident Evil 6. <laughs> what? What did I say besides the camera? No, no, I'm just, I'm playing, I'm paying you back for The Walking Dead. What? I didn't say anything and you just kept saying fuck you, so. So fuck you. I was going off past of what you said. I loved Resident Evil 6. I, I don't care. Yeah, the camera kind of sucked, but uh, I, I loved the game. I really did. Had a lot of fun with all the campaigns. Um, the story was goofy most of the time, <clears throat> but I actually did enjoy it. So I love, I love I Resident Evil Six. That's all that matters. I mean, how I got Operation Raccoon City on mine. So yeah, which is not anywhere for me. I'm surprised that it make honorable mentions, man. Yeah, I, I love that game, but I just I didn't feel it was that material for me. It was yeah. clunky, but I mean, damn, we had a lot of fun though. No, I loved it. it. We- we did have a lot of fun, yeah. Uh, number nine, uh, Dust, an Elysian Tale. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I never played that. Oh, that game, that game was the epitome of what I used to play. It it felt like a Super Nintendo game in HD. Uh, very Metroid, very uh, side-scrolling action game. Wonderful story. Uh, don't really care if it's about furries. It's it's not the characters. It's the content, and the content was phenomenal. Uh, and just beautiful. And the fact that it was made by one man <clears throat> just blows my mind. I know the guys that made the music of that game. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but the guy that made the game, like, drew every every piece of animation. And it looks better than some of the stuff that have 100-plus teams. So Really looking forward to checking that out. Yeah, I absolutely adored that game. The only part of that game I did not enjoy was the poorly designed final boss. Um, that was my only complaint about that game. Uh, number eight is The Witcher 2. Uh, like Ryan, I never played this game before this year. Uh, I'd always wanted to play it, but never had a PC that could run it. Um, and playing through it this year, it's just absolutely stellar. Uh, if you enjoy any type of RPG or Western RPG, or even just action games with some RPG elements, you need to play this game. It is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, number seven is Mass Effect 3. Um, I have loved that trilogy since the beginning. Uh, felt the third one was wonderful. Um, I didn't have as big a problem with the ending as most people did. Um, but just just the, the, the journey through that game is just phenomenal. Um, whatever outcome you come to at the end of the game does not does not at all hinder... The, the you know the 20 30 40 hours that you did before it so uh, number six is minecraft another game from last year that made this year because I'd never played it and it was on XBLA this year uh, a game that I could absolutely just get lost in for 10 15 hours doing nothing but building a house <laughs> or looking through a cave for some mineral that I had no idea what I was going to do with it uh, but yeah, that game, wow, just, I understand why it sells the way it sells. It's just super addictive, super fun, and I sank a lot of hours into that. Uh, it's way addictive. Yeah, it's it's just, I don't even understand why. <laughs> it's, it's dumb, and then four hours is gone, and you're not <laughs> sure why, but yeah. you're building something crazy. 
number five on my list is crazy because it's the game I put the most hours into this year, and that's Borderlands 2. Yeah. I sank 50 hours into that game so far, and I'm not done. And that's all within, like, the last three weeks, too, isn't it? Uh, about 35 hours of it is. So, yeah, 35 hours in the last three weeks of Borderlands 2, and I still continue to play this game. Uh, number four uh, is a game that I think would only show up on my list, and that's Dead or Alive 5. <laughs> I never played it. If I played it, uh, I might. Can I... Uh, I sank probably 35 hours into that game And I absolutely adore it I, I think it's the best fighting game to come out this year And it's the best fighting game to come out since Mortal Kombat Easily uh, The guys at Team Ninja really made up for Ninja Gaiden 3 And just made a wonderful successor to the Dead or Alive series um, At number 3 is Dragon's Dogma uh, Another game that's Kind That's of an amazing sh- main theme song. Uh, well, yeah, the title screen music is probably second to none behind the Blue Dragon, you know, fight music as far as awesome Japanese crazy metal. So, but no, Dragon's Dogma was just a wonderful game, wonderful world. I love the enemies. Um, just the fact that I could be walking around a random place and all of a sudden a giant griffin swoop down and attack my party was just a wonderful experience, and I, I love that game. Call it the walking simulator all you want. I still really enjoyed it. Uh, number two is Sleeping Dogs. Yay! I, I love Sleeping Dogs. That game, I have played all the DLC that's come out for it. I Every time there's an opportunity for me to jump back into that world, I want to do it. Um, just because the fighting is so good, the story is fantastic, uh, the characters are wonderful, um, Every every facet of that game plays just stupendously. Uh, the driving is good. The shooting, although there's little of it, is very good. And the and the hand to hand combat is just unparalleled. Maybe next to Batman. I mean, it's just it's fantastic. Uh, which leaves me with my number one game, which is I had to fight to put it on here. But I don't think I had a better experience playing a game this year than Far Cry Three. Uh, just the sheer randomness of the things that happen in the world. Um, running to a tower only to be attacked by a party of Komodo dragons. Or, you know, killing somebody from behind and throwing a knife into another enemy and never being seen. Komodo um, dragon party, huh? Oh, yeah. Komodo dragon mm-hmm. parties are hot. And yeah, deadly. I mean, the sexiest it, of parties. Any, any game that can take one of the most inane video game mechanics of the last two years such as skinning animals and making it something you want to do mm-hmm. speaks speaks volumes about a game in and of itself. Yeah, skinning the shark's pretty cool. Yeah, except for the fact that there's two or three other sharks swimming around while you're trying to skin it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no. Far Cry 3, the fact that everything in that game is fun to do is an achievement in and of itself. And that's why it's my game of the year, is that I did not have more fun playing a game and just doing random crap than I did with Far Cry 3 this year. So, there you go. That's it. Shit. That's 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 the games, man. That's 2012 done. That's 2012 done, and I must say, I am shocked. Well, I guess I'm not shocked, knowing the uh, the group of people here, but... Seeing Journey win so many awards and not even being mentioned on this show. 
because I never. I played never it. played it. I I did. I beat it actually. Mm. We just have to wonder what next year's will be like. Could be some interesting conversations. I don't, I don't even... We're the kind of people that likes going around killing tigers and shooting pirates and shit. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm calling my game of the year next year, right now. Injustice. No. Oh, Although South that'll Park. be on my list, I'm sure. But uh, South Park. Yes, if it ever comes out. Of... <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, I can, I can tell you what my game of the year next year will be as well. Grand Theft Auto. Plants vs. Zombies 2. Oh, yeah. And yeah, mine will probably be Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I figure Grand Theft Auto. I had to lay a prediction. Yeah. Although, that's that's pretty good, be. Justin. I forgot about Injustice, probably because they haven't revealed a character in like a month. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm sure that'll was be... The, I'm, what was the last one they revealed? Was it Cyborg or was it... No, it was Green Green Arrow. No, it wasn't Green Arrow. They they already announced um, uh, Destro. Destro is GI Joe. No, not Destro. <laughs> what am I thinking about? Deathstroke. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's a lame character anyway. Oh, that's funny. They announced him. Yeah. And I, there was one other, but I had to fucking find out what it was. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the the awkward characters that they reveal, like the the no names. <laughs> I'm still waiting on Constantine. Yeah, good luck waiting on that. That's about as good as V. <laughs> it may happen. Yeah. <laughs> Only if he had Hugo Weaving voicing him would I care. Because then that would be pimp. But that's it. That's our Game of the Year show. That's also our last show for 2012. You mean yeah. we're not coming back here tomorrow night? No, we're not We're not doing a show tomorrow night. Sorry, John. Shit. So, but that's it. Uh, I'm so looking forward to it. If there's, I, I don't know how to end this. You know, it's like, I guess we can let Jason do some, I mean, if he can talk. I'm sure he can. Can we right. hear, can we hear him though? Hello? What's up? Yeah, hey! Shout outs? You want, you want to do a couple shout outs? Our last set of shout outs for 2012? Yes. A big old shout out to the Front Tours Gamer Radio Pod, um, to the Red Sun Gamer Podcast. <laughs> Last but not least, the Phoenix Down Podcast. Well, thank you. We're, go. um, we're doing Metro. Well, yeah, we're doing Metro. Metro will be finished, and uh, next time we may have a little bit of Dave action going on. A little, little bit of Dave action. Yeah, there's no such thing as a little bit of Dave. No, it's always a lot, of Dave. But... <laughs> yeah, gross. Do you know in the UK you have your own TV channel? You have Dave Do TV. I? Yep, Dave. That's a channel in the UK. It, is it's it just naked chicks and robots? Because that's what's in my head all the time. <laughs> now the reason why they call it Dave is because everybody in the world knows a Dave. This is true. Mm. Yep. Anyway, sorry. There you go. So, Mr. Khan, if you could do one last final shout out for 2012 with your your famous closing call. All right. And the last call for 2012 goes something like this. Welcome to the end of